0: friends. Welcome in to The Render Podcast. Today, we are doing things a little bit differently. It is going to be me and Kaylee here talking all about intentionality with our client experience. We are so excited to talk to you guys today, so let's get into it. Hey there, you're listening to The Render Podcast, a podcast for creatives. I'm Cam, a visionary leader who has failed and thrived through small business leadership After being in the events industry since 2010 and working with brands such as Nike, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Create and Cultivate, I became wildly passionate about education for small businesses. I teach others how to work with their dream clients, the mistakes I've made along the way. I hope you leave here refreshed, engaged, and ready to take on your company, making the next right decision. I wanted to reintroduce myself. My name's Brooke, and I am the content manager here at Render. I started back in December, and it's the best ever. Kaylee, take it away. What do you do? Hey, everyone. I'm Kaylee.
1: I am the head of creative and brand experience here at Render. I have been on the team for long time, over three years now. Um, and I'm so excited about talking about one of my absolute favorite things, which is um, intentional client relationships and
0: um, crafting a really thoughtful experience for your clients and your community. So, yay. I feel like there was a podcast episode a few like months ago whenever we started talking about intentionality and we were all like, This is Kaylee's favorite subject. We need to do an episode all on this. She's the best at it for real. I feel like I really look up to her when it comes to this subject. So Mm. first, first, you're welcome. The first question I have for you, Kaylee, is how did the customer's experience get developed? How did it come to light? yeah that's a great question
1: um i think it's one of those things that not a lot of people think about um they dive into their business or they dive into their role and they just start working with clients and i mean obviously if you're starting a business you have to just start somewhere and you have to start working with people um and so when i jumped on the team um cam I was cams technically second employee, but really first. Um, and so we, um, I got to start working with her on, um, she was doing sales at the time and I was doing all of the client coordination post booking. Um, and then so I got to get a really deep dive into kind of what the process was, what the process wasn't, um, because Cam was doing so many things, a lot of things, um, when you're doing all of the things, you don't have time to stop and think about, um, do I need to do this? Or do I need to do that? Or how can I improve this? And so um, having a team is really helpful in pulling out everyone's strengths and weaknesses to kind of develop a process that kind of fits everyone. Um, And so I guess a few years ago, we started discussing, hey, what do we want this to look like? And how do we want our clients to feel? And what do we want them to walk away with? And if they don't book, what is our response? Are we um, just like, hey, see you later, never come back? Or is it, are we really um, fostering relationships with people so that if they happen to not book with us on this one project, maybe they'll come back in the future. Um, Maybe it just didn't make sense for them right there. And so um, in those conversations, we really dove into, okay, if our goal is not necessarily booking every single order that comes through the door, but if our goal is to connect with people and to add value to their events, add value to their business now that we do all of the education um, things, what is the goal? The goal is to help people and to build relationships with people. And so when you look at things that way, um, a whole new world opens up to where you can build in so many different practices to really make people feel seen and make people feel heard. And so from a practical standpoint, um, we got to a place a couple years in business where we were primarily doing weddings. And most of our clients were just one singular project. Um, Most of our clients, we were working with the couples, we were working with the mother or the um, father or the like one planner, and that was it. Um, And so we set the goal of having an 80-20 rule which basically what that is, is 80% of your projects come from 20% of your clients. And so we wanted to transition into seeing more people come back. We wanted to have a really strong client base, um, to where they would come back multiple times, um, for events and for different projects. And this shift kind of happened when we really shifted into corporate because corporate has more capacity for doing more events. If you're working with just a singular couple, they're probably not going to get married again. Maybe they'll have another baby show. They'll they'll have a baby shower or, um, maybe their friend's getting married and they'll send you there. Um, but we really wanted to prioritize building relationships with people. And even if, like I said earlier, even if it just didn't make sense for this one project for budget reasons or for product reasons or we were booked or whatever, we wanted our clients to walk away disappointed that they couldn't work with us for this one event because they felt such a connection with our team. They knew that as soon as they entered into our email list um, or whatever, not a lot of them walked through our door. But if they did, as soon as they walked through our door, they wanted to book with us.
0: And so, how we do that, we're going to talk about today. Yeah, I love all of that that you just said. Well, maybe we can talk through some ways that you feel like you're really intentional with customers throughout the sales process because you are the creative director. And for those of you that don't know that are listening to this, Kaylee does a lot of different things. And she also um, has been doing sales for quite a while for Render. And so I feel like you're a great person to talk to because you know literally everything about the brand experience and the client experience. So How do you do that? Yeah, that's a really good question. So um, as soon as an inquiry comes in, whether that's on
1: our website or if they send a DM to Brooke on Instagram and she passes it along to me, however they call, whatever that looks like, I first want to try to find a way to connect with them on a personal level. So if it's a couple that's getting married, I want to make sure that they know that I want to know everything about their wedding. Maybe they're not going to tell me everything, but I want to make sure that that relationship has started, that I'm excited about that they're getting married. We're excited about their marriage. Um, I say words like we are honored or we are so thrilled. And so really highlighting the people and the celebration that's happening, not taking it lightly of, oh, this is just another event that's coming in. Let me just send a quote and move on. Um, That takes a little bit longer probably takes me on average 5 to 10 minutes longer to have those add-ins of um in our emails of just different terminologies or um just different highlights of asking people, "Hey, can I see your Pinterest board or can I see your design deck that you have for your event?" Um I am a design-oriented person and our company is also a design-oriented company, and so asking for those design things is not far-fetched from us. Um But I've found in my experience with working with clients, asking them for extra details like um, the design board or the Pinterest board really helps show them, oh, you're actually really interested in knowing what I'm doing. Like you actually care. Mm -hmm. And that may seem like really silly, but think about it from if you were in their shoes and you were a... Um, you were reaching out about your wedding and you maybe reached out to like four different rental companies or, or vendors or whatever you reached out to. And let's say three of the four sent back, Hey, we're available for your date. These are the pieces that you selected. Here's your quote. And that was it. And that's what you got. Well, maybe that was your expectation going in of you're just going to get these quotes back and you're going to review them and you're going to look at the budget and everything, but maybe that one of those four in their first email took the time to say, "Hey, what is your um, future partner's name?" or where. Are you getting married? And why did you pick that venue? Mm -hmm. Um, Can I see the designs that you are pulling together? I'm really excited to hear about your wedding. Um, What are you looking for other than these rentals? Maybe I can help find other pieces that aren't in our inventory that might help you. That is going to be a completely different experience for that client than
0: just getting the quote.
1: Honestly, sometimes with our quotes, we come a little bit higher and on the budget side for our clients because we do have specialty rentals and specialty services um, compared to the other DFW vendors we have here. who maybe have a little bit of regular items or um, not as specialty items, and sometimes that's a decision maker for our clients. But in our experience, most of the time, even if our quotes come in a little bit higher, our clients are very interested in working with us because we actually took the time to get to know them. We took the time to understand what was important to their events, what moment of impacts they wanted to make at their wedding or their corporate event or whatever. And so... Like you asked earlier, um, the first step in this process is to pause whenever you get an inquiry. Take the time to sit there, um, whether it's two seconds or five minutes, to do some research about the person. Mm-hmm. I Every time we get an inquiry, I honestly, I go on Instagram and I look up the person because I want to see what their style is. I want to see um, who they are and kind of a little bit more about the person. If it's a corporate client, I may go to LinkedIn. I for sure go to their company's website and I look up their mission statement. I look up their core values. I look up their brand. I'm a big brand person and I approach all of our designs with companies, brands in mind. And so I want to be attentive to what the core, What the whole brand is like. And so I spend that extra five minutes, 10 minutes, maybe 30 minutes if it's a large project. um, And I go and do that research first so that when I hop on the phone for the very first time with the client, I'm equipped to have conversations with them and I'm equipped to be thoughtful in my responses instead of just picking up the phone, calling them, and being like, hey, what do you need? Where's your event? What day, time? What do you want? I'm set up for success in talking to our clients and having knowledge of who they are and what they need.
0: Yeah. That makes me think about, I used to work at a bridal shop and I was a salesperson there and and I always knew that I would get the sale if me and the bride really connected. And so hearing you talk about like, you have to do that with rentals too, like just in any sales job, and maybe we're just referring to wedding industry photographers, if you work at a bridal shop, if you own a rental company, if you can make someone feel valued and if you can mm-hmm. kind of tap into their emotions a little bit, that is going to be like the number one way to connect with them and then will lead into a really great client experience. So yeah, I yeah, really that we approach things that way. It just makes everything more just special. Yeah.
1: Well, and a lot of something to think about for our um, wedding specific listeners out there is that you are entering into probably this person's most important day. And I remember being a bride and reaching out to people and I was so excited about my wedding. I mean, I had spent months planning in my head what I wanted it to be. And so when I reached out to the vendors, I had done a lot of research on who I wanted to work with. And when I reached out to them and maybe I got a little bit of a flat response, I was like, Oh yeah, you're not excited about my wedding. I don't want to work with you. This is going to be the best day ever. Are you kidding me? So we have to put ourselves in that mindset, even if it's a corporate event, like, Corporate event people, they want you to be excited about their project too, because if you're not, then you're not going to put your best work out there. And so whether it's a wedding or a large scale conference or a brand activation or a pop-up event, I approach the terminology a little bit different. I'll say different words for whoever I'm talking to, but I'm still showing up with the most excitement because I want to hear about what they're excited about, about this event so that I can highlight that.
0: Yeah. That just made me think of an event that we did recently um, with Hennessy. Hmm. And I just remember I, you know, was in the office with Kaylee and just listening into her conversation with the planner of that event. And corporate events are just a whole other monster. It's totally different from weddings, but she still approached it with that same like intentionality and excitement. And you could tell from on the planner's end that It was a unique experience to work with you because I don't know that many corporate planners get that excitement from rental companies or whoever. They it's normally pretty dry. And so I feel Mm -hmm. like if you're a rental company, that will make you stand out so much if you approach everything with just so much excitement and gratitude and just kindness. It will take you so far.
1: Oh my gosh, yeah. And if somebody doesn't book with you, I've had I've had a lot of conversations with people who they're like, hey, I really hate to tell you this because I really like consider you a friend now, or, you know, like I really have enjoyed working with you on pulling all of this together, but hey, we just, we can't make this work for this one thing. Mm -hmm. And if you go back to them and just say, hey, like, I really appreciate you letting me know. Honestly, it was such a joy just working with you up until this point. And I hate that we can't work together, but if you need anything, like anything, please let me know. I'm here for you. I'm here to be a resource for you. And I cannot tell you how many times they've ended that conversation. And then like six months later, if they've come back and they're like, hey, I have another event. I want to work with you. You were the first person I thought of. Um, it makes a big difference, you know? A lot of people when they get that rejection email, they're like, okay peace out. We're done. Like there's no more work here to do. Um, but you have to think of them as a person. They're not just an order. They're not just a product. Like you're working with people and people are buying from you or they're renting from you. We don't do business with businesses. I mean, we do because we're corporate, but at the other side of the business is another person. And so, yeah, you might be B2B, but really, you're just H to H, like human to human, you know,
0: and you have to always think about that. Um, I kind of also wanted to talk about we talked a little bit about how we approach things before they book. OK, now let's say they've booked. How are we super intentional with our clients during the process and then during the delivery as well? Yeah, yeah. that's a really good. Good question, because I think a lot of people,
1: a lot of salespeople, too, um, especially if you are at a big team or even if you're at a small team, a lot of salespeople are like, great. Yes, I booked the client. I'm done. You know, this moves on to somebody else or this moves on to the logistics person or whatever. Um, But it's so crucial, even if your task list stops at them booking to make sure the rest of your team is set up for success. So maybe you do have another operations person jumping in to do all the logistics. We do, John is our person for that. um, And he does an excellent job at doing that. Um, But the way that we kind of set up that transition is one, I send an email to the client and I attach John to that email. And I let them know one, we're so excited that you booked. Often I tell them that it made my day because really it does make my day. Um, And I let them know, hey, I just want to let you know moving forward, John's going to be your contact. He's going to take really great care of you. This is kind of what you can expect moving forward. And we include, um, we have a page on our website that breaks down the process after booking of what they can expect as far as timeline of us getting details from them. Um, Brooke can link that in the show notes so that you can go and feed that. Um, But I include a little brief synopsis of, hey, two weeks from now um, or two weeks before your event, John's going to reach out and yada, yada, yada. Send the email and the client is set up to know who they are now going to transition to any questions. On the back end of that, we have a full system that we use to keep track of all of our people um, and all of the projects that they do with us. And so we use Asana, which is a task management system, highly recommend it. Um, But what we do is each project has a task. And within that task, there's probably like 30 to 40, maybe 50 subtasks that go into each project, starting with the sales pro sales process, and then the logistics process and the post process. And so once we initiate that the sale has been booked, then John gets a whole list of things that he needs to take care of for the each client. Um, and this way I can add any notes that I have. I typically add them into GoodShuffle we love Good Shuffle. That's how we keep track of everything as far as clients go. But I'll either add them onto Good Shuffle or I'll add them onto Asana, so that John feels equipped and prepared to have really thoughtful conversations um, post booking so that he can gather all of our
0: logistics. On that note, let's talk a little bit more about Good Shuffle Pro. If you haven't heard us talk about it enough, we are obsessed with this software. It is an easy to use cloud-based rental software that will grow your event company. You can get paid quickly with electronic contracts, keep digital payments, keep track of your inventory, and best of all, it's going to give your clients an easy breezy experience. So we highly recommend it. Head to RenderEducate.co backslash GoodShuffle or the link in our show notes for a free 30-day trial of GoodShuffle Pro. That's RenderEducate.co backslash GoodShuffle. So
1: he'll send probably on average two to three emails to the client before they are ready for their event day. But in the meantime, John is looking over the order on Good Shuffle, and then he's going and he's walking through our warehouse to make sure that everything that's on his order on that person's order is ready to go. So he's looking at things two weeks in advance so that if anything came back damaged that we weren't aware of, he can fix Um, anything's not cleaned. He has plenty of time to clean it. Um, We want to make sure that whenever we tell our clients, hey, what you see on our website is what you can expect that when they show up on event day, that's what they're getting. Because we always want to set clear expectations for our clients. And as a team, our goal is to exceed those expectations. So we've set maybe the expectations for our clients here, but internally we're thinking, hey, we're going here because every time they leave, we want them to come back to us because we took care of them. And they knew without a doubt we were going to handle whatever they ask us to handle with excellence. Yeah. And so as far as event day, that goes into that as well. We've prepared two weeks in advance for what's coming. Um, John has equipped our team. If he's not the one going on the installation, somebody else is equipped. They have everything that they need. And one of the things that we built into our process um, for the client experience is being attentive to our clients on site. So we want to install with excellence. Um, You have probably heard us say installation and retrieval instead of delivery and pickup. Um, The whole reason we do that is because we are not simply just dropping things off. We are actually pulling together layouts with our clients. Um, We often, almost every project gets a rendering if they have some sort of lounge or something like that, that we will print and put on our clipboards for our team so that they know exactly where it's going, exactly what it looks like. So I even get super detailed on our renderings and have the pillows like angled correctly or put on like one pillows here, one pillows here. So that they look at that picture and there's no question of, is this how it's supposed to look or not? Because I send those renderings to the client. And so I want that to be the representation of what they see on site. Um, honestly, the reason why I started doing that was because the first year that I worked at render, I um, didn't do renderings. I didn't know how to do renderings. That wasn't something that we did. That wasn't a part of our process. And on weekends I would get texts from our crew and they'd send me pictures of the pillows. Like they'd have like one person holding up the pillows <laughs> and next to the couch. And they'd be like, okay, which pillow goes where? And what color like goes on front. Yeah. Like what colors on front? Does this look okay? And I would get so many texts, which was fine, you know, for that season because I wanted to make sure our clients were happy. But I realized, one, this is not sustainable. I'm not working on a Saturday. I might as well be up there and doing it with them if I'm getting all these texts. And two, let's let's come up with another way, you know, where the clients get the full visual before booking um, and then our team is equipped for setting up. But back to talking about how we want to be top of mind in our clients when we deliver. We build in extra time in our deliveries and our installations um, to where we can go up to the planner or we can go up to the client and say, hey, is there anything else I can do for you? Um, I've got 30 extra minutes before I got to go to my other delivery. Do you need anything? How can I help you? Um, Do you need something brought out of your car? Or do you need me to move this lounge over this way? What can I do? How can I serve you? Um, And that just gives them that reassurance that, hey, I know, again, they've done everything that they said they were going to do. But now they're helping me with another part of this event that they didn't even sign up for. But they're requesting that I, you know, that I if I need help. Um, And so that's kind of what it looks like. Post booking um, at the event. And then we really take a lot of time with our post event. Um, And so, our post event follow up, a lot of people are just like, all right, done, done with that project. Um, But we do our very best to send out handwritten notes to all of our clients. Um, If we don't have their email, if we don't have their mailing address, We'll send them a really thoughtful email. Um, We have a survey that we request them to fill out because we want to know how their experience was and how we can improve or um, how we can highlight our team members who maybe did like an excellent job on their project. Um, And we also want to share photos from their event. And so in those post emails, I ask for, hey, can you share some pictures with me? We'd love to put it on our Instagram. We'd love to highlight
0: this for you. One thing that we didn't touch on that I forgot about. So, sorry, this is a little bit out of order, but is how we will also um, outsource product for our clients that we maybe don't have in our inventory. I feel like that really adds to our client experience because I feel like now we're talking about just how having a helpful mindset really adds to that intentionality and the the really good client experience. So um, is there anything that you wanted to touch on with that as far as outsourcing and how that can be really helpful for especially for corporate events? Yeah. So
1: um, outsourcing through other vendors in your local area is something that we looked at doing a couple years ago and it took us Took us a little bit to kind of refine that process and to really make sure that um, we were doing it well and that it was beneficial to our clients. And so, I would highly recommend before you just jump into offering that to your clients that you really think through um, the process there. And maybe this is a whole nother episode that mm-hmm. touch on. And if you want to hear about it,
0: leave us Let a us review. Let
1: us know. <laughs> um, but there's a lot to a lot of things to consider there. But I will say, once you've considered all of those options, um, it is such a resource for our clients. Um, a short little like tidbit on that, um, what we did was we found all of the rental companies kind of in our radius. Um, we did research on what they had. Um, if they didn't have their pricing online, we requested their pricing so that we could be equipped for quoting a Appropriately for our clients, um, and from there on, large corporate events or maybe large scale weddings, we don't do it on every single project because not every single project it makes sense financially for our team or just even time wise. Um, but it, let's say we have a large project and and they're just kind of in our conversations. They're like, "Hey, you know, I really love these pieces that you have, but there's." I, I really need like a few other things. And so I think I'm going to have to I think I'm going to have to go and like loop in another rental company before they even have that. Like thought, I want to be attentive to in my initial conversation, if I feel like, okay, this is going to make a lot of sense for this project. And that comes with a lot of time of just understanding kind of, um, the event scope and asking the right questions at the beginning, But I like to jump in and just say like a rundown of our services. I'll tell them, you know, we're a specialty rental company. Um, We specialize in lounge and large scale um, activation pieces um, like backdrops. And we have um, really nice chairs that you can utilize for dining and all of that. And so I'll run into that. Um, I'll also let them know that we have floral and that we can add that into their rental project. And then I'll throw in at the end. And if there's anything that you see Elsewhere in the market, or even around the web that you really like and you think it'd be a really great fit for your event, send it over. I would love to see if we can source that for you. Um, And I kind of dive in there and tell them hey, sourcing can include us sourcing from another rental company here locally. So if you see something locally that you really like, let me know. I'll add it into the quote, no problem. Um, or maybe we'll source online for them. Like we will actually go out and buy something online through, um, our wholesale or, uh, trade accounts that we can then add into our inventory. And every time I bring that up in a client conversation, it's like the heavens open for them. And they're just like, what you can do that. And it completely changes the game. And
0: they're like, oh my gosh. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. And if you one do. less delivery fee for them and just yeah. one person who knows all of their details, like it just makes it so much more seamless. Yes, absolutely. It's it's um, it's really great. Um, we will let's plan to
1: do another episode about this because there is a lot that I could dive into there about like how to cover your cost and um, what we think about as far as sourcing. So yeah. Know.
0: That episode, but yeah, one thing I wanted to say about that, and correct me if I'm wrong, but sourcing isn't necessarily just like a huge profit maker for us. It's it's more to be helpful and to really make our clients happy. We make money off of our product, of course, but when we're outsourcing, that's really just to help our clients. And so, just a reminder, you have to go in with that attitude of I'm probably not going to make just a bunch of money whenever I'm outsourcing from other rental companies but you're making the client experience better, which will result in more sales for you. So it's a win-win. Absolutely, absolutely. (laughs) Well, is there anything else that you feel like you haven't touched on that you want to touch on when it comes to intentionality with your customers? Yeah, I think another thing to think through is that there has to be a
1: switch to where if you are the salesperson or if you're the one kind of handling client relationships in your company, um, you can't just be defensive. And what I mean by that is you can't just take what's coming into you and not turn around and invest in those relationships. You have to be on the offense sometimes, too. Um, I actually like to be on the offense way more than being on the defense. Um where when I say that, I mean, like, I want to be investing in those relationships. And so maybe a client hasn't reached out to me in a year or six months. I want to shoot them over an email and just check in to see how they're doing. Those emails may not include anything about, hey, do you have any events coming up? They're simply just me saying, hey, I haven't heard from you in a while. How are you doing? What is life look like for you? Um, If they're a business owner, I'll ask them how's business going. Or if they have a family, hey, how's your family doing? I know that you just had a baby or whatever. Um, And in that follow up, if they respond, I'll ask them to coffee or I'll ask them um, to come into our studio to see our new pieces or just a a way for me to be able to um, check in with them, see how they're doing. And if it naturally comes up in conversation and ask them, like, is there anything I can do for you? Do you have any projects coming up that you need assistance on or anything like that? Great. Add that in. I um, often don't add that in. And a lot of times my clients will add that in for me, like in their follow-up email, they'll be like, actually, you know what? I have a project coming up in six months that I hadn't even thought about, but you'd be perfect for. Um, I tend to be on the opposite side of like, I never want to sound like a used car salesman. Um, And I think we approach sales very much where we are more of like, how are you doing? What can I help you with? Instead of a, here's our product, here's our service, blah, 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 blah. blah. But I will say there is a transition that happens whenever you understand your services and you understand the value that you bring through those services and how that value can then help your clients. Then you want to share that with them because you are passionate about what your services provide, the outcome that is uh, like that comes with your services. And so it moves from Just like pitching your services and your offerings, it moves from just like, this is what we do to, hey, did you know that we do this? I think it could really help you. Um, And that's where we saw our biggest success with our clients was just really approaching and understanding their needs and then offering what we had to help. And not ever, um, there are times when maybe I think something's helpful for them and I'll offer it and they're like, yeah, no, I don't really need that. And I take note and I'm like, okay, great. What else can I do for you? Um, And so there are different ways to do that. Like I said, sending emails is really easy. We engage with people on Instagram, which Brooke, I want you to talk about in just a second. Yeah. Um, But we also do like client gifting and um, we'll have big celebrations throughout the year where really our whole goal in those hosting those events and those gatherings is to celebrate the people that we work with on a regular basis, um, or people that we want to work with. And so you can get really creative with fostering relationships and building relationships. I know Cam has talked extensively about, um, networking and, um, go back and listen to our networking podcast episodes. Cause those are really great too. Um, but it's all about starting that connection and then building upon that connection.
0: Yeah. You just said Instagram and that was something I was thinking about while you were talking about just following up with clients. Whether you're a solopreneur or you have a team, I think it's really important if you're scrolling on Instagram on your business account and you see someone that you've you know worked with in the past or maybe it's a good friend who's a business owner or something, just always like giving attention to their posts, liking them, sending a sweet comment. We even had a small business that's going um, out of, Business that posted yesterday, and I got on our account and commented on there like, we're so sad to see you go, but like, I know that y'all have great things in store, and just really supporting your community, supporting um, fellow vendors, frienders, as they say, um, will really just keep you kind of top of mind for them, but also just remind them that you really do care about them and the relationships that you've created with them. Yeah. So, well, I think that was a great episode. Good. Do you have anything else? I don't. I think at the end of the day, what
1: is really going to transition your whole client experience is whenever you look at the people and you spend time thinking about the people. I care deeply about our clients. I care deeply about our team. Um, I spend a lot of time thinking about how we can elevate our services for one client. Like we have one client that I work with all the time that I love dearly and I'm always like buying for them or I'm always trying to buy for them. There's things that I'll see like on Facebook market or at the um, trade center. And I'm like,
0: they would love this. We need
1: to get this. Um, And so just like whenever you start to make those connections, that's going to move you forward. And that's going to turn into something so special, even if it's not a sale, you never know, like years down the road where that relationship could lead you. And so it's so important. I hope that by you listening to this episode, you've taken away the fact that like this matters and these people matter because they want to invest in you and that's huge. And so invest in them back.
0: I have a story I just thought of. Okay. I don't think I've told this story on the podcast, So this is a personal experience with me and Kaylee. At their brand launch party, I was working for another company and I came with some of my coworkers there and me and Kaylee were talking and she said to me, and I quote, we were talking and I said, I can't remember what I'd said to you, but I was like, we should work together. I think that's what I said. said, We should work together sometime. And Kaylee came back to me and said, or we could just go have coffee. And it stuck with me because I was like, that was really nice. Like she just wants to get to know me on like a personal friend level. And we did have coffee and now I work for a renter. So (laughs) just saying that is like another like example of how intentionality can really help with like not only business to business relationships, but personal. And you could maybe find your next new hire just by reaching out to someone. You never know. So, is so important and it's helpful in your personal life and just everything. It's so good. Yeah, I would agree. Thanks for asking me to be on this episode. Yes. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. If you have not left us a review, we would absolutely appreciate and love if you left us a five-star review. We'd um, be so cool. Apple Podcast, Yes, app. But yeah, if you have any other... um episodes that you would like for us to go over please send us an email you can email me at brook at the render.co or you can email kaylee kaylee at the render.co and we would love to just chat with you honestly so yeah come say hello, and we will definitely respond to you but have a beautiful day we'll talk to you all next week see ya